you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. Now, Dad is not a noun, is a social media platform dedicated to men of color and fatherhood. And I have a special, actually, let me start off with this. This episode is entitled, I Have the Power. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it represents this brother that I have on right now. He is a cosplay legend. I know he he doesn't like that, but I'm... It's, it's a fact because mm. the way I learned from you, like I learned about you, was from the legendary character that you flipped the script on. Um, he Man, and he, he created your own version called the Afro He Man. We'll talk about it. Go ahead. I'm <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, educate me on that. But I'm, I'm honored and pleasure to have this brother on, Demetrius S. Hall. How you doing, brother? I'm so, educate me on this. If I messed it up, Educate me on that. <laughs> Demetrius, yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, as far as like the whole Afro thing, we see cosplayers are, are a funny, funny entity. Um, the whole deal for black cosplayers is that we try our best to just be the characters and not be the black version of the character because there's a lot of um, uh, white cosplayers who like to marginalize us even further by saying, oh, you're the black version of, as opposed to just being the character itself. So, you know, the Afro thing just kind of just, just stuck, you know, but it's, if at at every given opportunity I have, I say, no, I'm just He-Man. I feel you on that, brother. I appreciate that for um, dropping that that, that gem on me. (laughs) But um, let's talk about this upcoming event you have going on with Planet Afropunk, which I think is big. Um, talk about that a little bit. Okay, so Planet Afropunk. Um, it is a it is the virtual festival of Afropunk. Whereas normally, with you know before COVID, it, they would go from city to city, you know, different festivals throughout scheduled throughout the year, and at the least they would have about like seventy thousand people in attendance for these concerts, right? But um, thanks to Hilton George, the the uh, the con chair or the the convention chair, chairman, and owner of BlurredCon, uh, which is Black Nerd Con, uh, he was able to broker a deal where um, he was able to see that Black nerds and all and 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 Black people who have an uh, alternative feel or um, a certain type of flavor to them that that enjoy concerts or a lot of our interests dovetail towards one another, but we're not really ingratiated um, we're not really like you know a part of each other's uh, uh spheres 
So between him and BlurredCon and, and Afropunk, they decided that it was a good idea to try to merge the two and see if we could get some crossover and 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 expose one side to the other and then grow the following and be a better uh, uh, entity as, as, as far as being united. Because we are all nerds on one level. One might be a music nerd, another's a comic book nerd. So it's all about the sharing of information and being as um, uh, as together and unified as possible. So that's that part. As far as the planet Afropunk, as far as us are concerned, the blared kind of Afropunk, um, there are a lot of uh, uh, a lot of nerds who have specialties and various uh, 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 categories and avenues. And as far as the portion that I'm speaking on, it's mainly my appeal to Mattel. Um, I have been trying to get the attention of Mattel, of Mattel which I already have uh, to a certain degree, to try to get them to have more black and brown representation within their action lines. And the reason for that is because, hey, I have a 14-month-old son. Um, I would like for him to grow up in a world where the inherent bias of black and brown faces isn't that we're threatening or that you know that we are older than what we actually are. In the case of Tamir Rice, they thought he was 30. He was actually 12. You know, um, And I figure that these biases start in childhood. You know, if if companies like Mattel, Netflix, DreamWorks, what have you, are having more diversity within their hero lines, then those who those children who are predisposed to be uh, police officers, lawyers, and judges would see that maybe we're not as threatening as their homegrown training might have told them or their their indoctrination from um, from other places have, have have provided to them so if i can get that to to be a thing then i would have done my part in this crowded world to earn a place you know i feel you i feel and i think that's the key point too i think i'm a big component of affirmation i think for black youth i think affirmation is like water you know they talk about you know you drink water it's good for you the more affirmation that black kids see, the more they'll evolve and be confident within themselves. And they see um, people like themselves in different avenues. And then they can believe that, you know what, I can do that one day, you know? Prime right. example, like um, it was uh, a story about uh, Dr. Ronald McNair. And they talked right. about a story about him and his brother sitting down and watching Star Trek. And they saw that episode where they saw this diverse cast of, of, of people of color. And uh, as a teenager, uh, 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 Ronald McNair said, I want to be in space. Yeah. And long and behold, he, yeah. And he, he went to ANT and got it done. That's right. <laughs> I just <heard. laughs> And I think that's important, especially in action figures. That makes a whole lot of difference when a kid can play with a character that looks like them, that makes mm -hmm. a huge difference. Like me growing up, like the closest black character I had to action figure was Thundercat Panthro, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine, I mean, we, yeah, it was either Panthro or, and he was blue. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so, and, I don't, and, and like Clamp Champ from, from the Masters Universe line, he didn't come out till a little bit later, but yeah, I mean, I, I it's, it's difficult to 
to grow up in a world where you are um, you don't see your face in in places that you know that make you feel good. You know, like when when you see Black Panther the movie, you know, you you feel like a certain type of chill, not just because of the imagery, but then because of the culture that's behind the imagery. You know, yeah. like you see yourself. You see yourself as not a a drug dealer or a pimp or you know anything of the sort that was in the early '90s, like yeah. um, like New Jack City or something like that. You see yourself as as uh, as as something that's regal, yeah. you know, and that's that's important for the representation matter of it all. Definitely. And then you're growing up, you know, when did you start falling in love into comic books and what's led into you into cosplay? Um, well, the comic book thing, my mom kind of like helped stoke that in order to help me learn how to read. You know, I was interested in the, in the, in the images and in order for me to understand the images, I had to learn how to read. So that was our thing. Um, she had always when she was able to uh pinpoint what my interests were you know she laser focused and zero end on it and you know that's what we did and even then when i was like you know five six seven years old we were going to like another universe comic book store uh where there wasn't too many well there was a there was a few comic book stores back in the day they've they've since fallen off over the years but um anytime there was like a signing from a comic book artist or stan lee showed or something my mom was there she was like let's let's go um, as far as the cosplay thing, I started that three years ago. I'm 36 years old. You know, uh, I I needed something new to do uh, other than the bodybuilding, and there was it was a transition in my life where I, I had just gotten divorced, and I needed something to do where my ex-wife wasn't involved. And so I started. I was always going to conventions with her, but I wasn't I wasn't cosplaying. And when I started cosplaying, I did not realize that it was a culture or it was a community you know so um i just did it for myself you know my first cosplay was kratos mm. and if you're familiar with the character his yes. whole deal is you know he's got like the ashes of his wife and his and his and his daughter fastened mm -hmm. to him and in my quasi artistic way i figured if this was going to be the transition of my life from something that was to something that is then when i take these ashes off when I get back home from this convention, then I am no longer covered in what was my ex-wife in that life. So that's where I took it. That's the way I, I went about it. And from that point on, I'm, uh, I kind of got thrusted into different communities on Facebook just because people started seeing my pictures and, and then it became a thing. And it took off, man. It's like shoot it off, man. It kind of helped build connections with people and to put you in the position right now. But my favorite, one of my things too is um, like, who are your favorite uh, characters that you like dressing up cosplay? You know, you have the, he, you have the, the He-Man character. I think okay. you dressed up as Spawn, I think. Yeah, I have a Spawn suit. Well, at least that one's, it's being retooled right okay. now. Um, but yeah, I've, honestly, I've, I've done a lot of characters that, uh, a lot of people don't know because I did. I done. I think I'm around 17 or 18 cosplays, if not more. Uh, just simply because I was just trying different stuff. Um, I don't like to get like pigeonholed into one thing. I feel you. And and somehow I got you know He Man was the one that that stuck. But um, no, uh, between Ezio from Assassin's Creed, uh, 
Kratos Sub Zero, like a couple different uh, versions of Zero. Uh, uh, Ba Baracus from the eighteen. Um, you know, I mean, uh, the, the list kind of goes on. But as far as my favorite ones, I kind of have to lean towards Sub Zero just because it was easy to put on. Um, I didn't have to shave <laughs> my head. I didn't have to uh, put on a body paint, even though I did. But it's yeah, you know, Sub Zero is like a favorite. Um, but if I had to go back to do one, I, I would I would revisit Kratos again. I would wow. I would train and do Kratos over again and um, make sure folks know that 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 that's versatility there. Definitely, <laughs> that's a definitely true, man. And then one of my favorite things is that how you have your your, your child evolved in the cosplay. Mm -hmm. I think that's an awesome thing. Like I've seen the different videos. I've seen the one where you use the 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 the, the voiceover from a Lion, Lion King. Oh yeah, that was, that, <laughs> that was one of my favorites. But can you talk about that a little bit? How you know you felt like, all right, this is the time to get you know my little one involved in it. Uh, the thing is, I've um, I've always been uh, very fortunate to have some really uh, nice people around me um, on the positive side of things, and the opportunity came up to get some pictures of him taken when he was just. Uh, I think it was four months old. He was four months old when I when I got that when I when we first started taking pictures and cosplay together, and um, I in my mind I have always wanted him and every one of my children, if I ever have any more, uh, to see themselves as the heroes that they could possibly be. You know, like if it's all about representation then you know and seeing our faces reflected back at us and us feeling a certain way about that then we need to see our faces in these you know in these images as well in order to reinforce that you know what's the point of showing him oh yeah that's a hero right there but you're going to be a janitor because you're dressing up as one or because or you're going to there's nothing like to be fair there's nothing wrong with being you know blue collar workers i'm an electrician but you know, and like as far as like Tonka toys and like being construction workers, fine. Like those those people make money, so I'm not even I'm not I'm not shaming them or anything like that. But the thing is, if you could see yourself dressed as a hero with a cape, then maybe you know you will you will make decisions that will reflect that mentality moving forward. So that instead of making an evil decision of hitting that four year old because you want to take her piece of candy, you know you would do the heroic thing and giving her a piece of candy and then just knowing that and just letting her know that you are a friend that she can count on or he can count on so i figured those are the types of mentalities and influences that we need to like put towards our children so that it can be reinforced you know in so many different ways you know just you just want to like have functioning members of society definitely man and then the last question i have um one of the one of the deepest um images you posted was around Father's Day and it was like an image of you. I think it was your father and your little one. And I had um, actually, if I can use the, a photo and do like a collage and I, in the background, I used uh, Sky Zoo's um, um, song Milestone in it. Oh. Um, can you talk about that? Because I thought that was beautiful because of sharing that legacy from the, gener the, generation. the generational. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. deep, man. I mean, I, I'm a product of television. <laughs> so, 
it, it, of course, and again, you know, it's got to, it goes back to Black Panther because I had on T'Challa's shirt, my dad had T'Chaka's shirt, and of course, he had the baby panther. You know, um, it uh, it's it, he's the first grand, you know, of my family, and so you know, it's it makes sense to me that we take a Father's Day shoot where I got my daddy and he had his daddy, and like we we're here, you know, and then. You know, however things go um, in the future, uh, as far as the amount of time that I get with him, uh, he'll always know that in his first year, we were here celebrating his life, letting him know that we were proud um, to be his father and his grandfather. And um, those are going to be like, those are memories that nobody can take away from him. You know, that's, those, those, are, those are important. You know, it is, man. And again, I thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Also, where can people find you? And then also um, the event coming on. That's I think you're going to be on Saturday, right? Yeah, okay. Saturday at 10 o'clock. Uh, the way that they've structured it is basically like they want to have all of this content play back to back to back to back to back to back like mm. it's a concert. So, you know, you just want to sit there. You want, they want you to have your computer set up or, you know, your, your casting device set up where you can just hit play and you can just have a whole lot of information, a whole lot of culture, a whole lot of, you know, in, uh, 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 music just streaming to you constantly for, for what, 72 hours. Wow. You know, so, you know, we start our block. Um, I have 43 minutes or 45. I got like 43 minutes and like 35 seconds or whatever of my presentation of my panel with Richard Sutton or fitness by uh, Sutton. Um, it started at 10 o'clock Saturday morning at Afro planet, Afropunk uh, RSVP, go to the site and, you know, and check it out. There's a whole lot of dope artists that are, that are presenting or that are, are performing uh, both on the music side and performative dance as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, I hope, transformative for a lot of people. Um, I'm all about the proliferation of minorities within mainstream media, and this is an opportunity for a lot of uh, podcasters, a lot of uh, performers to get their name out there so that uh, we can be more present in the mainstream and be you know, so prevalent that you can't deny us. You know, if, if Afropunk is there, if their their goal is to have anywhere between 70,000 to a million and a half, you know, people watching it, we want this to happen on a level where next year it'll be 2 million, if not more than that, you know, because if you're trying to root for everybody black, then that means that everybody needs to be seen. And that means that people need to see us. Facts, man. And shout out to BlurCon Afropunk for creating this ecosystem yeah. for talented black people. We always talk about we want something like that. And now it's there. It's just yeah, we have to go onto the link, RSVP, and just be a part of that uh that that black joy is magic experience for the next three days. Right. And as far as my Instagram is concerned, it's uh hellspawned underscore cosplay. And um, you can find me on the same name on Facebook, but Facebook's a little wonky on how how to manage that. But yeah, a lot of my stuff is really on Instagram, so I'm more accessible that way. Uh, and, and you're blowing up TikTok too, <laughs> I, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, had to, I had to take a break from TikTok because you know 
life happened and then yeah. you know work and stuff so and tiktok takes time yeah it does that, that, that takes a lot of time and so you know shout out to everybody who's able to do that you know quickly and, and know the shortcuts <laughs> i just can't do it i feel you but brother i appreciate you for coming on you're always welcome to come back on um all right all right have a good one Off of you, yeah, yo. There whenever it matters, and even more when you feel like it doesn't. Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't. No, I'm right alongside you. He but that I'm behind you, but always got you. Hinder discussion, nothing means more. First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for. Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours, and know that I ain't see a better view yet. I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret. Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak to change what a partake. Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway. My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you. For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still in all, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, I've been down. Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. My message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.